Hello and welcome to America Can We Talk, one of our very special Thursday shows. We have two extraordinary guests joining us in studio today. It's a great, great show. But before we turn to that interview, which we'll do very quickly, I want to take a moment to thank first Real News PR, where I do this show, and the Real News Communication Network. We are doing the show in a new studio, and it may not be, you may not be able to tell from home, but it's a beautiful new expanded studio. In fact, in this whole floor here in Dallas, a bunch of new studios. This organization is growing, the show is growing, and I so very much appreciate each, each of you tuning in every week. I also want to thank Krista Branch, that fabulous music you hear every show, I Am America, Krista Branch is a singer. Her husband is the songwriter. He writes the lyrics. He writes the music. And it is exactly, it's so perfect, the theme of the show. You are America. You're in charge of America and America's future if you choose to get involved. So thank you so much for tuning in to America Can We Talk. If you're listening on radio, I want to encourage you to check out our website, americacanwetalk.org. You can go to that website and hear all of our live shows, all of our past shows, past interviews, blog posts, uh, wonderful, wonderful commentary at the end of every show called Why It Matters. It's a great website. And again, americacanwetalk.org. And because we're in this new studio and I don't have a clock, I'm telling our radio listeners right now, you're going to go off to a commercial break at the bottom of the hour. It's three minutes. Do not go away. The show will continue. We'll be right here waiting for you to come back from that break. And at the end of the show also, you may cut off a little bit short. We're so glad you joined us on radio. And thank you to our online listeners. Okay, so today we have these amazing guests in studio. I was just uh, just so excited they were available to be here. Uh, two of them uh, here together. Uh, one is named Sharona Bishop. And I met these two ladies, by the way, recently. I spoke in Colorado um, like four or five or six weeks ago. Anyway, wonderful trip to Colorado. And I met them both there in person. Sharona Bishop is here. And we're going to be talking with her a lot about her political adventures. Uh, she worked in the Lauren Boebert campaign. you got to love that. We love her on this show. Uh, and she's also just a wonderful political activist. Um, and she is supporting uh, the other guest here today, Tina Peters. Tina Peters is running in Colorado for Colorado Secretary of State. She is currently the Mesa County Clerk. And she is the one who really became got a lot of attention in the media because she became aware of what seemed very obvious interference with the elections uh, using the Dominion voting machines in Mesa County. And she actually had the courage and backbone to look into and investigate. So we're going to hear what she discovered and what they're doing now. And so please help me welcome to the show, Sharona Bishop and Tina Peters. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you both for being here. Uh, you know, I actually, I would love to have our audience. I was with you last evening and heard a little bit about your lives, but I'd love to have you tell our audience just a bit about your background. Sure, I'm going to start with you. Mm -hmm. I mentioned you worked in the Lauren Boebert campaign, which mm -hmm. had to be so much fun. But I, just a little bit about your background and why you're so involved today in the election integrity movement. Well, uh, first of all, I was not a political person. I just was a mom and policies that were being brought down um, in our local school district were affecting my kids. And I started asking questions and tried to find solutions and figure out how we could do things better. And eventually through that, I started realizing who I was asking, who is making these decisions? Who's bringing these policies on us that we can only do these things for our kids here? And um, eventually just realized that elections 
have consequences and who we're electing is dramatically impacting and affecting us. I come from a really conservative area. You mentioned uh, Lauren Boebert. I met her through the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact um, petitions that we were doing to thwart the efforts of a, a, a tyrannical governor who decided he was going to draft us into this plan with California to steal our electoral votes away from us all. And so we would never have any say in our elections ever again. And then from there, it just seemed really obvious that we had amazing people who, who were strong, who had a foundation and they would stand up for us. And so um, supporting grassroots candidates like Lauren and many others, like Clerk Tina Peters, um, Representative Ron Hanks, there's so many great people in Colorado who are uh, tired of it. They're tired of what they've seen happening in America, and it's been a pleasure to be alongside them and rally the troops, rally the mothers and the parents, and um, get them activated because the elections belong to we the people. And the fact that now we're seeing this incredible criminalization of, of regular people because they're interested in their own elections is shocking in America. So um, from there, we've started a great show and we just keep expanding our reach so that we can empower more regular people to get involved and help them build a great foundation of liberty and the Constitution. Love that. And as we were coming upstairs today to join us in, in the studio, I was talking with Tina. You actually brought to her campaign information you had uncovered a little bit, maybe even the Boebert campaign, questioning election integrity. Can you briefly discuss that before we turn to Tina? Yeah, absolutely. Not only did we um, express our concerns to our Congresswoman, who is Lauren Boebert in our district, um, but also to our county commissioners and, of course, to Clerk Tina Peters. And um, the concern was an election, a very local municipal election, not the 2020 election. And I, I think this is what makes Mesa County significant, too, is we're just, you know, regular people. We didn't, we all saw what happened in 2020, but we didn't feel like we could really do anything about that. That was a national scale. We didn't know these cyber experts yet. We we didn't know all these people. We're just, we're very regular people just doing what we can to help our state. And we believe that we could flip our state back red and that's been our mission. So this little small city council election happened and it was very much a Trump Biden situation where the progressive candidates hid away with their masks on. Nobody ever even saw their faces. Two of them had just moved, one from the Eastern Slope and one from California. So nobody knew these people. They all won. They all won their elections. All the left, all the left-leaning candidates in won in Grand Junction, which is what seventy percent red community. Seventy percent red, and you have city council, and mm -hmm. four of the the four leftists win. They did. Well, that's a little shocking. It was very shocking. Yeah. And so we all said, what do we do? And How did this happen? That's right. We pulled our voter rolls and we started canvassing. We started going door to door, figuring out. Are the voter rolls right? Let's start there. Are the people that's, that the voter roll show voted, did they actually vote? And we needed to do that because we needed to prove out that no, people were in fact not voting, even though the certified data from the Secretary of State's office, Jenna Griswold, was showing that they had voted. The people said they didn't. We've collected thousands and thousands of affidavits, not just from Mesa County, but in 18 counties in Colorado. Of people who you mm -hmm. went to their door yes. and you said, our records show mm -hmm. seven people voted here and they said not at all or only no. one. Mm -hmm. was in, was, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Nursing homes, uh, bra traumatic brain injury clinics, um, Alzheimer's units, they all voted. Yeah. That's an astonishing capacity they discovered. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I want to turn to, <laughs> turn to Tina Peters. I will tell you that your name is really synonymous in America now with election integrity, with this movement that really is growing in America to say we Americans simply must have integrity in our elections. We must have elections we can count on. So you, among many other people, but you really have stepped up as a leader because you've been brave enough to investigate the, what happened and to bring information forward. Uh, and it has brought you a great cost in your life. But backing up, you ran for 
County Clerk in Mesa County, Colorado in 2018. Is that right? Started in 2017, yes. Uh, 2017. So mm -hmm. why in the world and did you run for that seat? Well, I was a business owner for 32 years, and uh, we had three-and-a-half-hour wait times, Debbie, in our motor vehicle department. People would rather go to the dentist than go to the motor vehicle department. <laughs> and so they, uh, I said, you know, I can fix that. As a business owner, uh, I can fix that, and I did. Uh, I actually opened a couple offices, uh, extra offices, to relieve the, the uh, wait times and hired wonderful people. Uh, I'm not a top-down management person. I, I encourage people to grow from, uh, grow up uh, into the uh, into the what their potential is. And uh, as a result, they were I had five. Uh, women that were able to buy new homes for the first time in their life, move back into homes they hadn't been able to afford. Um, but one thing I taught them was that those people, these people are, are, uh, are, are paying our paycheck and we need to be nice to them. And pretty soon, they, pretty soon my employees said, wow, the people are so nice. And I said, well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> but I never ever thought that um, I'm also a cancer survivor. I had, uh, I had lung cancer in 2016. Uh, that's at the end of that year, that's when I decided I wanted to make a difference. Started walking, talking to people, talking to them about the elections, making them more informed. And that's when I decided to run for county clerk and recorder because I fell in love with the folks. Yes. And the job you had as county clerk in Mesa County, Colorado, specifically includes you are overseeing the election process. You're putting in place the rules that are followed. I mean, you're following the law, but you're right. in charge of making that a process with integrity. Yes. So you got around to 2020. We had a presidential election, and uh, you oversaw that, right? In That's right. That's correct. Okay. Actually, this may be a good point to, to run this clip. I will tell our listeners, uh, Laura Logan, um, who is just a wonderful hero, uh, she has a new film coming out uh, in July. It's called Selection Code. I think there's a maybe a, a parenthesis around the S. So she's drawing attention as not an election, it's a selection, selection code, but that's coming out in July. And the reason I'm interrupting this interview to mention that is because in Laura Logan's film, she has interviewed both Sharona and Tina Peters. And I want to play for you this uh, little teaser trailer from her film, and then we'll turn back and talking about that. So if we have that ready, Mr. Yes, we do. I love when it gives me a thumbs up back there. Yes, we have this ready. So let's play that for our audience. This is a, the clip, the teaser for Laura Logan's Selection Code film. Local criminal investigations into Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters alleged voting machine security breaches continues. If I asked you this question before the 2020 election, are these voting machines secure? I would have said yes. And after the election, I would have said yes. What changed? Tina Peters admits she brought in a consultant to make a forensic copy of the Dominion voting system in Mesa County. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Voting machines in Georgia and Texas switch votes from one candidate to another. Virtually every machine was broken into. Ballot recording machines. Voting machines. 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 Voting machines. Voting machines. 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 Which are vulnerable to being hacked. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. It was the most secure. Most secure. Most secure election in American history, period. The 
process is very secretive. These machines are built by private companies, which we don't have a right to know what goes on inside those. What did you see during the software update? We've uncovered something that they're afraid of. We didn't consider the machines. The information found there is the Rosetta Stone. They made a mistake and left the evidence in the machine. And you can hide it as well. It's only what the programmer tells you to say. It's literally like the difference between going from pickpocketing to credit card fraud. These people are being selected, not elected. It's about who gets to count the vote. They break down my door, terrorize my family. FBI, federal search What do you remember? Just my mom being handcuffed by the chief of police. This is not what we do in America. You could make it all go away, though. You just keep your mouth shut. You could have your life back. Can't unsee what I've seen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I also want to encourage everyone in the audience, we have to try to bring that film to Dallas and show our friends. Yeah. But back to this interview. So Laura Logan makes this film. She asked you early on, that's what made me think of it as we're talking. When you've wrapped up the 2020 election, you were not concerned at all about whether the electronic voting machines had a problem, right? That's correct. I knew there were other problems across the country, but I just didn't ever believe that it was going on in our, in our uh, county. And so the race that was a moment ago, Sharon alluded to, was the city council race in Grand Junction, Colorado. That had the outcome of four leftists essentially winning in a 70% Republican district. So, and then I think maybe Sean brought the information to you. So that piqued your interest. Well, when I pulled the results at 7 p.m. that night, I got sick to my stomach. I said, there is no way, there's no way these people mm -hmm. won. And that, that's when I knew something was wrong. And uh, one month later, Dominion and the Secretary of State were coming in to do what they called a trusted build. And they did not want press there. They did not want the, the uh, uh, public there. And I got suspicious, yes. Trusted build is allegedly, Dominion would say, is just an updating, is that correct? Right, a software update. Software update. So you were a little suspicious, or, or, or a lot suspicious, after the Grand Junction election, and you knew Dominion's coming in to do the trusted build. So what did you do then? I asked them, I said, I, I would like to have someone in to observe. And I'm very transparent. I've always, when people come to me and they, they ask questions, because elections are important, you know, they determine your future, really. Yes. And, um, and so whenever people would come in, I had, they say in Colorado that we are the gold standard. Mm. And I was, I was, I drank, I say I had drank that Kool-Aid, I would bring people in, I would take them on, on tours of the office, I would show them about our signature verification, our logic and accuracy test, our, our risk limiting audit, and I would educate them in what I had been told. And now we're finding out it was all a sham. It all is a sham. So you decided, because of what you were aware of, you decided to try to get a picture, essentially. In fact, I want to use the exact language I read to you because mm -hmm. one of the reports described what you did. And I want to, I, I like that language. We're about being precise about that language. So language was, um, you made an image of the hard drive, or you effectuated someone else doing this, but made an image of the hard drive of the Dominion voting machine, both before and after the, this trusted build, the required software update, 
and then submitted those images for forensic analysis. Basically, you're, I mean, it's like a screenshot. Is that that's correct right. analogy? An image. It can be used in the court of law. It's an actual uh, forensic image. can't be altered. It can't be changed. And it's the, a snapshot of what that system looked like at that point in time. And so I did one before they did the, the so-called trusted build and then after uh, they had done the tr finished the trusted build. And then you submit that information to forensic analysts. That's experts. right. That's right. These experts are not just uh, your normal IT. I'd asked my IT department if they would do it for me uh, to back this up, and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, so I, the forensic experts that we brought on board for all three reports, there's three reports now, are, some of them are, have their master's and PhD in, in, uh, from Harvard. Uh, they've, been in, they've thwarted terrorist attacks. I mean, these are people that know what they're doing. So they looked at, you alluded to three reports, and I actually printed out just report number three, because that, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but they printed out, they analyzed what you gave them. So what were the, are the are three reports, can you categorize what they address? They each sure. separately address something? Sure. They're, they're, and they're very simple to read. I would encourage people to go to my website and download the reports for themselves because this is not just something that's happening in Mesa County. This is not just something that's happening in Colorado. This is happening all over the United States. And so um, on the, my website, they can go and they can download report one, two, and three. We do have four coming out as well. But in one, the main takeaway from that is they deleted 29,000 election records. Now, by law, by law, I must maintain election records in Colorado for 25 months. And federally, it's mandatory for 22 months. So right there, they broke the law. The second report highlights that there were 36 wireless devices. Now, according to regulations, these voting systems cannot be connected to the internet or have the capability to be connected to the internet. And while they were there doing the trusted build, Debbie, I looked and they, I looked up on the screen that they had pulled up and it, and it had a, uh, it said wireless enabled and it had a toggle switch mm -hmm. on the screen that you could toggle it on and off. So what we found out is that these, these, this equipment was manufactured in China. These small little uh, transmitter devices are in there, and we had 36 of them that were identified. And then the third report uh, actually showed there that you cannot verify the vote totals. They created two databases, one in the beginning, and then they electronically transferred some of the votes over to the second database, but the only one that was visible to the clerks at the end of the election was the second database where these uh, votes were electronically transferred over. So what you just described, because I think for many people when they hear election fraud, they think, well, I know, in fact, I'll guess many in our audience, we work at elections, we're happy to be clerks, we're happy to be election judges. And so we know we're very cautious following every procedure, check, I did that, I did that. But nothing that these people uncovered would be anything that an election judge, election clerk could even possibly know about. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. So you had no idea until this um, report came back of all this having occurred? No idea. Okay. So these, I, I want to mention one thing for our listeners, and we're going to try to go into it a little bit. But in the third report, uh, which uh, is, a again, available on her website, I think it's up on ours too, but love to have them go to your website, which is tinapetersforcolorado.com. That's Tina, we're going to put that up later on uh, tinapetersforcolorado.com, but 
it's up there. And one of the things that these fine gentlemen did, who looked through all this data, was they created a summary of what they had discovered. And I know many people, you know, you can watch a film like 2000 Mules and you get, oh, I see what's happening. There are mail-in ballots, they sent a bunch out, they went everywhere, someone fraudulently collected them, they stuffed ballot boxes, it's very visual. I think for electronic fraud, many people think, well, I don't really understand electronic fraud, so I don't want to believe it. But this is why this one-page summary, which I will put up on our website too, is so helpful because even a non-computer person can read this and realize, my gosh, they, they just, they toyed with the, the data front and center. So I would have you just summarize the worst findings you, as you understand them, that these people made after they reviewed the data you copied. <laughs> You want to read this? It's, uh, <laughs> I, I can if you like. <laughs> okay, That's so this is, this is on our, our, uh, our third report. So um, uh, thousands of ballots that had already been counted were secretly reprocessed. And the significance of this is that they were already counted, the vote totals, and then they transferred them over to a second database, but only some of them. And they, they did not, for those of you that know uh, computers, they did not have what we call a SHA file. Mm -hmm. so, they, so they actually, uh, it's not the original vote total. That's, uh, that's the most important. Uh, and, the, and it opened the door for internet access from anywhere in the world to connect to the software and the server of these voting tabulation. Yeah, actually, I meant to say these are vote tabulation Dominion voting machines. Go ahead. That's right. That's I, right. I, I just wanted to pick a few things that really... Sure really kind of make everyone who's not even particularly uh, computer savvy recognize right. this is massive fraud. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. So the already counted ballots were moved over to these shadow databases and recounted without notice to the election officials or the judges. So they didn't know all this was going on. Uh, as a matter of fact, in it, uh, 20,346 of 25,913 ballots in the 2020 election were moved over and 2,974 of the 4,458 ballots in 2021, the municipal. And the, the, the interesting thing about that is the largest uh, difference between those that won and those that didn't win, the candidates that didn't win in that municipal election was 3,000 votes. So it's obviously enough to, to swing Outcome that vote. Changing. Yes. Outcome changing. Yes. Outcome mm -hmm. changing. Um, and so let's see what else it has on here. The, um, so there's no record. There's no record of the original vote totals. The, the images, so, so when they say, uh, well, we'll put our images up on the internet so everybody can see the ballot images, they may not be the same ballot images. They can just contort them, or, okay? That's right, that's right. Um, and, and, and significant about this also is there is a program in, the, in this, this uh, EMS, we call it election management system, that actually de deletes the tracks of this. So it will do this, it'll go in, flip the vote, go back out, and then it will delete itself. It's like I mean, a cannibal system, program. Yeah, the system yeah. is supposed to be just the opposite. You're supposed to be able to track everything that occurs. Right. So they yeah. have set this so that's erasing what occurred. I'm gonna yes. take that back yes. because I don't understand these. I mean, I, I love, when I read this, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're not a computer savvy person, mm -hmm. still you can read this and recognize this was a major problem. Yes. So you, you have this done. So what'd you do with that report once you had it back from them? It's, so when this was discovered, uh, by the Secretary of State and actually Merrick Garland and uh, the Joe Biden administration, my people that were concerned about my safety took me, brought me to Dallas, 
and I was being I was uh, in a hotel room for my safety. A week later, my hotel room was broken into. They found where I was, and it was breached. I mean, it, the, when I went back to my hotel room, the the jam of the door had been had been splayed open. I couldn't even go inside and close it without a, a lot of effort, and it was frightening. It was very frightening because I thought they're going to kill me, and. Um, so immediately my attorneys, I call my attorneys, they, that night they moved me to another more secure place and I was there for four weeks until the first report came out. The first report came out in September. I flew home to present it. Took September it of 2021. Of 2021. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, presented it to the, to the commissioners, each a copy, and then my attorney presented it to the DA and they did nothing. Okay, when you say commissioners, do you mean the Mesa County, county Commissioner, like the County Commissioner Court? Mm -hmm. That's so right. So you presented it saying, look what I've discovered. Yes, yes. And they did nothing. They did nothing. But see, all, before that, when I was gone, when I had, when I, for my safety, I had to, to um, uh, you know, to be um, secluded. I had 24-7 security after my uh, hotel was broken into uh, around the clock. And in the meantime, the Secretary of State and the Joe Biden administration what were, um, they were trying to take, remove me from office. And so the Secretary of State, and this is the first time in history that I know of, that an, one elected official can remove another one. And they said that I, had that I had performed wrongful acts and neglect of duty, and they took over my office. So to be really clear, it isn't all partisan because there may be wrongdoing on the part of some Republicans, but That's this right. is a Democrat Secretary of State yes. in Colorado who, instead of being astonished and wanting to find out what in the world happened, the answer was to attack the person who revealed what happened. That's correct. And you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because it's not Democrat and Republican. It's, it's people on both sides. It's people that want power and position and they, are, they, are, they don't love our country. And, um, and they want to see its demise. And when I say in the film that they're being selected, not elected, I'm, I, I'm not saying that lightly. Yeah, okay. Can we, can we back up to Jenna Griswold for just a moment, the Secretary of State of Colorado? I, I want to just point out, she is the um, director for the Democrat Association of, of uh, Secretaries of State for the Nation. She's in charge of all the Democrats' uh, secretaries of state across this country. So what she's doing in Colorado right now right. is setting a precedent for the rest of the nation, um, those who are Democrat secretaries of state, a pattern to follow. If by chance someone gets smart enough to figure out what to do, to figure out that they're cheating. And so wouldn't you do all the things Jenna Griswold has done? Wouldn't you send Merrick Garland and the FBI after us? Wouldn't you seek to take her out of her office? Wouldn't you sue her as often as you can? Wouldn't you try to destroy her personal life just to, as we saw in the trailer, get her to shut up and back down? Because what she has exposed is, um, it's the linchpin. This is what they've been doing across the country. And it's not just Dominion, it's ESNS. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, heart, it's all of them. Uh, and so she's exposed that. So, so it's no wonder at all, and it shouldn't surprise anyone, that the Democrats or the, the reigning party right now would come after her with such tremendous vitriol. What's shocking is to see fellow Republicans and conservatives not rally around and defend this clerk. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you, know, you have a room full of conservatives here who are going to vote conservatively, but that doesn't mean that they are just somehow assume every Republican is, you know, mm -hmm, right. is innocent and this is all the Democrats. It is a, it is a people in power method. I'm mm -hmm. not saying every the person elected 
knows of it right. and contributes to it, but there are people, both parties, who have benefited from this and they're not about to expose it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you've you're presented it to the county commissioner's court and, and, and actually the Secretary of State's answer is now to come after you. Yes. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, the way you were treated. Uh, the little film episode here, both of you had a visit from the FBI. Actually, I'll start with Sharona. Mm -hmm. um, you, at the time, were living in Colorado. Maybe you saw, I'm not sure where, you, where you're living right now, but mm -hmm. anyway, you were in Colorado. In Colorado. And, husband, four kids. So what did the FBI, FBI do at your house? Yeah, they showed up the same morning after uh, going to Clerk Tina Peters' home. They ended up showing up at my home. I had no reason to believe that the FBI would come to my home. Um, but with the vitriol, like I said, um, I guess it was getting possible for sure because um, we weren't backing down. We weren't shutting up. We were mm -hmm. on social media. We were blasting out what the d district attorney was doing, what the Secretary of State was doing. We're trying to notify the people of Colorado. So on the 16th of November, um, there was loud banging on my door. I was homeschooling my two littles. I literally had just pulled a berry cobbler out of the oven. Like it was just so America, you know? <laughs> and, um, but they start banging and hollering at the door and I really didn't know what to do. Put my kids in their room and just said, stay here. I don't know what's going on. So just stay here. My husband had come upstairs and was like, you know, what's going on? I'm like, I guess they're here. Right before we could open the door, they took a battering ram to the door. They had their guns drawn. Uh, my husband was standing in front of me. Um, because the door had just flown open from their their ram and he's standing right there almost got nailed by the door the door wasn't even locked by the way um i live in they could have just opened it they could have just well they could have just waited a minute and i would have opened it but um they, they didn't have any patience for that so they uh led my husband out by the arm grabbed me by the arm i had my phone in my hand trying to call our attorney i didn't know and i've never been in this position i didn't know what is the protocol are they doing the right thing am i doing the right thing I wanted to call my attorney. They immediately grabbed my phone away from me and um, put me in handcuffs immediately. And um, I was not kicking, I was not screaming, I was not freaking out. I just was trying to understand why they're here and, um, and why are you guys here? Uh, they okay. also, at one point, also handcuffed my husband, the chief of police um, in our community, handcuffed my husband who was not even named on the warrant and was certainly not showing any. Let me Bad back up reaction. why they're, they're focusing on you. You had been giving great publicity mm -hmm. to what you had uncovered as you're knocking on doors, you're canvassing. I mean, that was what you had got, yeah. why you had come to their attention, is basically putting information out about what you knew about the election. Is that Tell accurate? Tell me about you well, being a connector. We also, yeah, there, we had also been very engaged in our school board elections. Uh, we already knew that our, our superintendent had submitted a list to the NEA on parents that she felt um, were unsafe or needed to be reported to the FBI. So I'm sure we were on that list as well. We had tried to get the copy of that. That was all happening at the same time. Um, and then while they were in my home, um, and they came from all over, by the way, they weren't just local FBI agents in Colorado. They had brought in the full forces for this. It's just absolutely insane. These are women. I mean, you know, I'm a mom and the other, you know, Tina, I mean, what are we going to do to them? What do they think is right. going to happen? But they have found the resources. They can't find them for child trafficking. They can't find them for human trafficking, but they the can find them for, <laughs> for us. Yeah. Um, at one point, though, while they were in my home, I asked, you know, my kids are all there, and I asked them, uh, why are you here? What warrants what you're doing? And the investigator, his name is Michael Struy from the uh, district attorney's office in Mesa County, said, you connect people. He said what? You connect people. That's her well, crime. There's that was crime. my crime. You connect people. And I said, that's not on the warrant. And uh, he said. Okay, so the battery rammed down the door. Did you actually get taken away and, and put in jail? No, huh? they never, no, there was never an arrest warrant or anything like that. The warrant said um, conspiracy to commit wire fraud. 
Well, um, yeah, we had no money, so that's a good thing. There was, you know, my understanding now is that's basically a blanket excuse that's used to get into people's homes, to get their information, to get their phones, to get their gadgets, so they can see who you're talking to, what you're doing, and try to find a crime. Fishing, fishing expedition. Try yeah, to find something. expedition, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they took your phone. When they left, they took your phone. That's right. So right? They took your my phone, my computers, my laptop, all my kids' pictures. They took my, my drives with all of their mm -hmm. pictures, everything. I still don't have that information back. No, none so. of us do. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think it's really consequential to recognize what you're describing because it wasn't like you were out rallying, threatening police officers. No, never. I mean, you're, you're being a very law-abiding citizen yes. with a First Amendment right yes, to communicate right. related to election fraud. And that's what they did. So, yes, Tina Peters, right. you had a more public arrest. Um, and this was also, obviously, following the time you brought about, you exposed what you had learned from your investigation. So, you got arrested, and at one point I read 10 felonies, 10 charges, is that right? Seven felonies and three misdemeanors, yes. Indictment. You just seem so nice. <laughs> I mean, she is. I don't even have a parking ticket, a speeding ticket. I don't have anything. I've never been a lawbreaker. I was married for, for 36 years, uh, raised a Navy SEAL son who I lost in 2017, so I'm no, a gold I'm star sorry. mom. I'm, you know, I didn't even know what that was until I became one. Um, but it's... It's one of those things where when you see an injustice, you know, I was always raised, uh, my, my whole family was, the men were in military, and you see an injustice and you want to make it right. And so we run into the fire and not away from it. And that's what's been the case in, in, in this case. So I was, I was at the commissioner's meeting because I started realizing that I related better to the people than I did to the people in power. And I would go to just about every, uh, a commissioner's meeting and I would take my three minutes and voice my my you know what I what I wanted to say and the, the room would be filled with people that we went three and a half hours saying mm -hmm. uh, with with the citizens of our county begging them not to sign a new contract with Dominion they had taken out the Dominion machines out of the office while I was gone because they needed to hide the evidence and then they replaced right. them with the other machines and yeah. signed a contract a very expensive contract that I would be required as clerk to pay for out of my budget every every year because when they took them out I said oh great we'll just do hand counts I don't care and then they brought them back in but um, I was at one particular uh, uh, commissioners meeting and they started doing just acting really weird they were delaying the the meeting and delaying the meeting waiting for something waiting for something well after after they got whatever it was which I was to find out later was a a uh, search warrant to uh, take an iPad out of my purse. Now this is after they'd already taken every electronic device, every backup to my computers over a period of 30 years, um, every thumb drive. I had like 25 thumb drives. I mean, everything. They rifled through when they invaded my home, the FBI did on November 16th. They rifled through my dead son's effects, that I, a box I hadn't even been able to open, that had yeah. pictures of his death, uh, of his body after his death. It had Art, uh, things that were on his body. Anyway, they rifled through it like it was nothing. So here I am at this commissioner's meeting. There were five other other um, constituents that we were going to go to coffee a, a block away. All of a sudden, we're sitting at a table in a public coffee shop, and they descend on it. And that was some of the, the, the footage that you saw in, in the trailer. And um, they wanted the iPad. 
and they ended up cuffing me. And they, they cuffed me so hard on my, on my left wrist, they pulled down and cuffed me. Well, when they did that, and I said, you're hurting me, you're hurting me, my leg went up because if you do that to somebody, if you, if you pull down on their left arm they're, to, to balance. balance. Yeah. Yes. They accused me of kicking a cop. They, uh, um, which I didn't make any, if I'd wanted to kick a cop, I would have turned around and faced him and, you know, kicked him. <laughs> but uh, just anything they can to, they accused me, the reason they had to have the iPad, they accused me of, of, of filming in the courtroom my chief deputies, what they've done to my chief deputy, what they've done to my, yeah. my, my election manager. They had, just to, just to divert just a minute, if you don't mind me telling what sure. they've done to others, because they can do whatever, whatever they want to me. But when they start messing with you guys and they start mess, you know, and my constituents, they start messing with my family and my employees. That's when they've crossed the line. So they, um, my, during the raid of my man, election manager, they made her daughter, who's 16 years old, made her stand out on the front porch in her underwear. Oh. Now, this is the same DA that put her father and her stepfather in prison, one for 15 years, one for 35 years for sexually mis uh, assaulting her since she was four years old. And they knew that. And they put, put her out on the front porch. After, so while, when they took me to jail, because they didn't take me to jail that day from the coffee shop, the next day, they, we were, uh, Sharona and I were in Aspen and we were speaking to a group of people. And uh, uh, a friend of ours that was a former uh, lawyer says, Tina, there's a warrant for your arrest. You better go back, turn yourself in. So went back, my chief deputy went back, turned ourselves in, um, and they, of course, handcuffed me, put me in a yellow, you know, outfit, jumpsuit with little, put me in a cell with five other women. And they, they implemented a $500,000 cash bond. I'm so glad you brought that up. That Payable is, that's only by the cash. Cash. Yeah, no one else can pay it. For Not me. even murderers get that. No. Yeah. They, um, they, so they put me in this jail cell. It was freezing. It was a plastic mat, no sheet, nothing, no pillow, nothing, on a concrete floor with five other women and a toilet. So all during the night and all during, you know, people are going to the bathroom right there. And my chief deputy was in with, with nine other women in the same situation. Um, and she's my age, you know, 66 years old. I mean, you know, this so is- 29, go ahead. Yeah, 29. <laughs> so- um, and then I, I found out the next day that the night I was in jail, my, my father died. I know. I'm so and sorry. And so, but, but it didn't even end there. This, this Struy uh, criminal, he, uh, with the DA's office, he calls my family, my, my daughter in Chicago, my mother, my 93-year-old mother in, in Virginia, uh, my two sisters, and were asking questions about my father acting like it, harassing them. They told one sister if she didn't call him, if the other sister didn't call him back, he was going to have the sheriff come over and arrest her. All this conduct you're describing, you believe it to be conducted by the FBI? Yes. It's, it's FBI level people. Yes. All over a Mesa County clerk who yes. uncovered and had actual cyber experts assess actual images mm -hmm. of inside voting machines and this yes. is a reaction of the FBI. Yes. yes. It, it, it's impossibly alarming. I'm stuttering. It's impossibly alarming to envision what they're saying. They're saying nobody messes with our, no one is allowed to uncover what's true. Right. And so back to, you mentioned a moment ago that they'd already seized your other devices. They seized your devices. Did they come to your home at a previous time and seize all these devices you're describing? November 16th, the same day that they, uh, that they, uh, and they had a battering ram on my, on my, in front of my garage too. They did not use it. Um, I opened the door, but uh, yes, they, um, 
there was me and, and uh, Sharona and two other people. My elections manager was one of them. So they seize all your devices, they grab you in a public place, they, so you have all these indictments pending, and then I know, I'm, I'm really glad, Sharon, you brought up, there was a ridiculously large uh, bond set, a half million dollars in cash, but it got lowered, That's right. and you got out, and how soon after you got out did you announce you're running for Secretary of State? <laughs> so I had looked at, uh, so it was after they had gone into the nursing home, the day after, and I didn't know this, my, my husband has advanced dementia, and Parkinson's and he he called me up and he says I think I did something wrong and I said honey what'd you do wrong and I'm thinking oh I've got all this other stuff on my plate what you know what's going on he says I don't know there were a lot of people here and I signed something and I don't know what it was and I said what do you want me to do he says contact our, our attorneys I contact our attorneys um, and they they uh, contacted me back after a couple days and they said that um, the DA had called him and, and told him not to help me because I was being investigated. So uh, after um, the next month would have been, we would have been married 36 years. Um, and so it was in, that was in December. And they, um, he signed a, what did it say? What was a it power of attorney and things like that, given, given power over to his sister who had only yeah. seen him 15 minutes in 15 years. But anyway, so in, in January, I had announced I was running again for clerk and recorder. November, uh, February 12th, the, uh, uh, the Biden administration had said they were going to quash the J. Alex Halderman uh, invest, uh, report where he had gone before the Senate Judiciary Committee and had, um, and had exposed a lot of this fraud in the machines. And, that, and he asked, he said, we need to get this out to Democrats and Republicans before the 2018 and the 2020 election. And they quashed it again on February 12th, Valentine's Day. Two days later, I announced I was running for Secretary of State. I said, I've got to take this right to the belly of this beast. I'm going to go back to your husband for one moment, just because I'm, it goes to the point of how malicious the FBI is, how malicious they are. Yes. They got your husband, who has dementia and Parkinson's, to sign a divorce decree. Isn't that right? That's right. He didn't even know what he was signing. That's right. I, I mean, the level of evil and just malice to get after you is it's breathtaking. So, yeah, yeah, he doesn't even know what he's signing. Okay, so moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, so here we are. You're running for Secretary of State, which I love that you're doing. And um, this is really kind of going right after the person who came down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> going after the person who's uh, coming after you. Um, so... Moving forward, I mean, you have to deal with this. This all these uh, charges are just absurd. I mean, there's nothing they criminal are. which occurred, but there's just a way to silence you. And I saw Laura Logan asked you, "Why don't you just stop talking about it?" So I do have a lot of other questions, but why don't you just stop talking about it? Why don't you just mm -hmm. be quiet? <laughs> because our country, our our country, we're going to lose it if we don't right. get this out. And I told my, I told my uh, chief deputy, who they have been horrible to her too, and they finally fired her for no reason. Uh, she was on vacation when all this happened. Um, we're gonna lose our country. We're gonna lose our country if we don't wake up and, and, and get involved and call these people what they are. They're criminals, they're felons, and they need to be prosecuted. They need to go to jail for what they've done to your vote. And I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. You know, as an elected official, I have to remain, you know, neutral, nonpartisan. But everyone that takes the time to, to go vote, their vote should count for who they voted for. 
It's the very premise of our country. It's the premise of having we the people be the sovereign. And you have elections. You have a democratic republic, and you have elections, and you have the right to vote, and only once. And, and really, it changes everything in the country if the elections aren't fair. Because you may think, if, you, if the vote is rigged, you think, oh, the people didn't like the idea of sticking with freedom. They want communism. They want socialism. You don't even know what the rest of the country wants. You don't know how to move forward. You don't know what arguments to make as a candidate because you don't know what people really think because you don't know what they really voted for. But I want to turn back to these reports because I think it's really a consequential thing was said about this, especially as report number three. And again, these are the reports created by the people that you retained after you had these images of the Dominion voting machines. Uh, Patrick Byrne, who has been relentless on trying to expose election fraud, relentless trying to help President Trump when he was still in office recognize what was occurring with Dominion voting machines, he used the expression that this article, this this third report, and actually the summary is like 16 or something, 12 or 16 pages or something. The summary, he said, is the Rosetta Stone to, to expose all of the election fraud in this country. Right. So why, why would he say that? What, you know what he's talking about? Both of you, why, yes. why is he saying that? Yes, he's saying that because we have uncovered the code. We have uncovered what they're doing to flip the votes. And, and this has never been seen before. They call it the black box. They've yeah. never, we've never seen inside of these, uh, these election machines. And now we know, and, and, and you know, I mean, anybody that has a computer that's going to do an upgrade, you back up your, your stuff. And, and so what the clerks were doing were they were backing up the totals of the election. All of this, and you know, if you want to see the the the, the uh, twenty nine thousand, some of the twenty nine thousand they deleted, I can show you in the first report. All these orange pages are, are are records that are no longer there, and so it is the Rosetta Stone. What what we've uncovered in all three reports and a fourth one coming, um, are the proof positive that they have been manipulating our elections. I would just add to that, nobody has done a forensic image before. They did not take a before and then have this trusted build that happened all across the country. All across the country, they did this trusted build where they went in and they erased everything they had done. Of course, they didn't because our experts you know, have found what they, what they tried to delete. Um, and so she is the only one that did this successfully. Did the image beforehand, did it after, followed the law. There's nothing in the, it's interesting because the indictment doesn't say anything about making forensic images. Doesn't say anything That's about- That's not parole. the indictment? No, 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 no. no. As no. a matter of fact, in the indictment, <laughs> it has that I, uh, that I stole someone's identity, which is not true. I'm very secure in my own identity. I don't need to steal somebody <laughs> else's. And, uh, and then I influenced the public servant, several of them evidently. And I want to say they influenced me. Mm-hmm. They told me that these, these, the machines that I was responsible for were safe. They were secure. They were the gold standard that they were, they were accurately and uh, tabulating these people's vote, they influenced me as a, as a public servant. And if I had not have done what I did, I would have been in violation of law. Mm-hmm. Tina Peters, you're a hero. I mean, you yes, are a hero. Yeah. Yeah. I love you guys. I love you guys. Yep. Thank you. Well, I mean, I, I tell you, in America, I think, you know, right after the 2020 election happened, there were so many people who just looked around and said, how in the world could this be the outcome? I mean, you saw the Trump rallies, you know, people lined up outside waiting all night in the rain to get a ticket. And, you know, Joe Biden ducked down in his basement and, you know, peering out once in a while and showing up at some event that 10 people came to. I mean, people just, uh, just your 
visual of the election. People thought that could not be the case. Could not be that Biden won by 81.9. But then you had, as we move forward, you had more and more information coming out. You had people recognizing it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just one method of cheating. It was one little thing. It was a massive, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, 2,000 mules, massive criminal operation to push these mail-in ballots. This, what you're describing here, the Dominion, the electronic manipulation, this is unseen, very hard to ferret out to identify wrongdoers. And, and I don't even know to this day, I mean, if I ask you, who are the they doing this? Who are the well, they? Well, and just to give you an example, here in Dallas, in Tarrant County, you have Hyder Garcia, who was the one that was, that was running the election machines um, in Venezuela. Yeah. And you know how right. that election turned out. And now he's here. So this is, they, they, and this is the same thing is going on in, uh, in uh, Utah where they, they're, go, they're targeting, now that they have their own network and things they've been doing all the way down to the city council and the school board elections, now they're going and they're attacking conservative counties that, uh, to, to turn them. And they're using these methods. You know, this is one of those issues where this expression you hear people, uh, that the people are way ahead of the elected officials. Mm -hmm. The people in our country have figured this out. Mm -hmm. I mean, in every state, I'm, millions of people have figured out we have rigged elections, and yet you have many elected officials, maybe even not complicit, maybe even not aware, but just, it seems too hard to tackle. It seems, and it seems, you know, it's a harsh accusation to make because you're really causing the American people to lose faith in their whole country, their whole system, so they won't address it. So last night at an event, I said to you, well, you know, I, I have these elected officials, I mean, people we all, people we all know, who say, oh, it didn't really happen, that, that's not true. And you, you, you say, when they say that, you've got to say, tell, tell, me what you were, tell them what you were saying. <laughs> you've got to tell them. Well, you, you've got to investigate it. You have to know and, and call these people in accountability. And you have to say, well, why do you think, why do you think that? You know, tell me what evidence that you have that this is not done. You know, turn it around and say, because I have proof here. I have three reports. I have proof here that says that it did. So you show me what proof you have that it didn't. And because we are, you're going to wake up one day and you're not going to realize that you're going to have, your country's going to be lost. Your freedom is going to be gone. It your is freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom to travel, yeah, everything right. the left is targeting. It's all going to happen to us. Yeah. And, it, and it stems from the elections. It stems from who gets into power. And, um, you know, when you, when you think about the people getting into power and, and the ones that have been elected, they don't want to say there was election fraud because then their race, our, our commissioner in my, in, my, uh, in my county, she says, well, are you saying that my race wasn't or your race wasn't? And so they, don't, them. so they don't want to admit that it's possible because then it, they, their race would be called into question. And these are, these are Republicans. The DA is a never-Trumper Republican. Uh, the commissioners mm -hmm. are Republicans that have treated me the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, there are plenty yeah. of Republicans. Yeah. I, I'm telling people in this room, the people you know, uh, who just look you right in the eye and say, I, I, don't, I don't really think that happened. It wasn't outcome changing. Come on. And yet these things, if you ask them, well, really, what did you think about this summary that this forensic right. expert can't get an answer? Okay, so you That's are running. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're running for Secretary of State, and I do promise these people that we're going to pass the microphone. Do we have a microphone? Someone, okay, pass the microphone and ask questions in just a moment. So if you're elected, so you have a primary, the uh, GOP primary is June 28th. That's right. In Colorado. And you, 
you want to describe your opponents in GOP primary? <laughs> She's well, got to win this. <laughs> so my primary opponent is a woman uh, by the name Anderson, and she is the director. At, there's five directors of CTCL, Center for Tech and Civic Life. She's listed top line, and she is also their secretary. Does anyone know what CTCL is? Yeah, there you go, Zuckerberg. So um, this is the running. Yeah, sorry. So this is this uh, organization, Center for Tech and Civic Life, and you can go on TechandCivicLife.org and see her name. Uh, is the one that funneled 470 million dollars through this organization at, to counties that 94 percent of them Biden won. And this is a woman that is running against me as Secretary of State for her diversity. To GO, a GOP Secretary of State. She's in the GOP primary. She, she, yes, we're in the primary, June 28th. Ballots have already gone out. People are voting. June 28th, she is running to be our next Secretary of State on the Republican primary ticket. It's against me. Breathtaking. Against me. Okay, so we're going to get ready with your questions and then try to keep them short. Talk right in the microphone. Last question for you is, so if you're elected Secretary of State, and you have the authority, how, how are you gonna straighten this out? Oh my goodness, I have, I have a laundry list of things. Well, you know, your, your dollar bill, your $1 bill in your purse or your pocket uh, ha is on anti-counterfeit paper, right? Yeah. Has a serial number. Why aren't our ballots? Why can our ballots be duplicated? And of course in the machines, they, have, they can just transfer them and, and make up a ballot um, in an image. Um, how about same day voting? We used to do it. How about precinct voting? You know, where you go to your precinct, just like you do at the, we have a caucus in Colorado. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do. Signature verification. Did you know that our signature verification machine, if the, if the signature is too perfect, it will send it on through. Well, how would you make a too perfect signature? Yeah, zero. Be a copy. How would you do that? Make copy a copy it. of it, right? So it's not catching a lot of this thing. So like I said, when I say they're cheating about eight different ways, that's, that's not an understatement. It's a good line, eight But I don't ways. want people to not vote. I don't want them to get discouraged right. and say, well, what, what, what's the use? Because we need people to go out on the day of, uh, on election day and vote so that they can't get an idea of, of how to pad. That's another thing they're doing. They're, they're padding the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, registration rolls. They're seeing who hasn't voted. Maybe we could vote for them. That sort exactly. Of thing. There's That's a lot of things that are going. Right. Dr. Douglas Frank, I think many of you were in the studio. We had Dr. Douglas Frank several times, but he talked about this method of padding the voter rolls and then people who want to manipulate the vote using these voters who never really show up and they're just voting for them as one means of doing that. Okay. And that's, and that's, how, that's yeah. how she got involved. And that's how Sharona came to my office. I called Dr. Frank. I was I, like, we, oh, just had, we just had this election and I don't think it was right. Can you run your numbers on Colorado data and see what's happening in our counties? And he called, he's like, Sharona, we can predict every county in Colorado and that should never happen. Yeah. It should be more organic. But that's, but they kept, they kept, uh, uh, coming to me and, um, and, and I said, if there's a there, there, we'll find it. And, and, it, and, it, and that's what you as, as you know, citizens need to do. You need to go and confront your, uh, your elections directors and the, you know, the people that uh, your commissioners and say, you know, help show us. me, help us. We'll Actually, one more, and then we've got questions right after this point. But one thing you said earlier, I think is so important for many people very involved, especially if you've been on one side or the other, like where most people in this room are going to vote Republican and be conservative. 
you know all these officials. You you worked for them. You knocked on doors. You encouraged them. So to have something come out that sounds like an accusation against them, that people are, are reticent to speak up in part because they don't want to be seen as accusing people they otherwise supported. Mm-hmm. And these people may not at all be the ones who are complicit because, as you were saying earlier, most people involved in the process don't even know all this no. electronic stuff is happening. They don't even know. Okay, I swear. No, I'm I sorry. believed it. I believed it. I had, yeah, you, I, yeah, I had you drank were. the Kool-Aid. I believed it. Yeah. It took this. Okay, we have questions in the audience. We have a hand up right there. And, and talk right into the microphone so our happy listeners online can hear you. Okay, Clerk Peters, uh, you found the Rosetta Stone of proof positive evidence after the fact. I want to know what can we do to find it and stop it before it happens. Well, I, ideally, you want to get rid of the electronic voting ma- machines. Can we clap for that? Yes. Any time you have a computer, it can be hacked. You know, and, and we could give plenty of examples, AT&T, you know, big companies that have been hacked. So ideally, that would be it. At the very minimum, there should be a watchdog effort as far as doing these images before and after any kind of change to those uh, systems are done. Actually, that'd be great if it was mandated by state law, images before and after. Were you going to say something? No, no. That, that, that sounds good to me. I'm with you. <laughs> Amen. Okay, another question? Oh, there's one there and there's one over there after that. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Clerk Peters, congratulations you and Sharona on doing such a great job, but really putting your life on the line every day for all of us as patriots. We're, we're honored by your sacrifice. Uh, question is, have you spoken out in Colorado about Anderson, and do the people of Colorado know that she's in the same cahoots with Zuckerberg? You know, a lot of, some people do, but I think the mass majority of people do not know. Um, you know, that are not in touch with what's going on. And uh, we need to get the word out. And my other opponent, what, what's interesting too, there I have two other opponents. I have, I have uh, her and then a gentleman that is obviously a spoiler. He's put in there to take votes away from me so that she can get in. And, you know, I look at this and I look, whether it's Jenna Griswold, Secretary of State, or Pam Anderson, either one of them will be devastating. it's over. It's over in Colorado, and it's happening all across the U.S. So not enough word has gone out about their involvement um, in in trying to throw this election. Thank you. The second question I have, if I may, um, you and Sharona spoke last night briefly about when to vote. Can you share that with us, why it's important at a certain time when to vote? Mm -hmm. Sure. And um, so... What we found out, and Dr. Frank was, was a big part of that, is that as clerks, we, they tell us you have to freeze and you cannot go into the, the, the database, the uh, registration database, from this time before the election until it's certified throughout the state in this side. So nothing should be changing in those totals. But as Sharona found out, they are. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, while we were doing our canvassing efforts, we would pull the data from different times um, after it was supposedly certified even, and those numbers were changing. The, um, the affiliation was changing. The voter status was changing. In-person or mail-in ballot was changing, and we couldn't figure it out. We thought it was us. We're like, we must be doing something wrong. We clearly, we don't, we clearly don't know how to pull registered data. 
it wasn't us, but we don't think like that. You know, remember, we're not, we're not thinking this way. We're not devious. We're not trying to rob from people and steal their voice. And so for us, it was very hard to imagine that this is actually what they were doing. And I did defer that finally to Dr. Frank. And he said, well, Shrona, they're fixing the, they're fixing the registration again. They have to go back in and they've got to do undo everything they did to win the election. So last-minute voting might be a good idea? It's Perfect. a great idea. One day. Voting, One day right? in person. Right. One yeah. day in person. And I would say, too, we're mm -hmm. having a lot of reports of the clerk saying, just bring your mail-in ballot and toss it in. No. Hold on to your mail-in ballot, go in and get that that physical one inside there or do the screen, um, however they're doing it there. I wouldn't do the screen. Though, she wouldn't do the, the screen. Mm -mm. That's right. There's so many ways that they're manipulating, but we hope to at least take that one away from them because then when, when they stop counting you guys, that's when we have to decide what we're going to do. We watched it happen in 2020. We watched them stop counting and say, everybody go home. We're going to come back tomorrow and finish. Uh-uh. Come that can in, never in happen again. Yeah. We finish and they do not get a break. They do not stop voting. And if that happens, you, the people, have to decide what you're going to do about that. And also, you, you only want uh, mail ballots for, see, we're a mail ballot state. I don't know if you guys are not, but if not, that's what they're going towards as, as well as ranked choice voting, which is a whole other subject. But uh, you want to make sure that with your votes, that when you go in, you're voting in person, you're voting on that day, and, um, and then it's tabulated that day. There should only be, and for, for uh, UACAVA, which is, uh, which is people that are overseas, military, and their families, that's acceptable. They need to request a ballot. Uh, people that are disabled, they need to request, or their caretaker request a ballot. Nobody else. One legal vote for one eligible yes, voter. absolutely. Period. Okay. Amen. We have time for one more quick question. I think we're very near the... Uh, looking back on your experience with the FBI, is there anything that you could have done if you were to do it all over again to protect yourself? Yeah, I would have taken all of my, uh, my electronic devices that have my pictures of my children and my son and my taxes and everything else and put them somewhere else. You know, I mean, it's, it, they, they want to make it as inconvenient and as burdensome on you as possible. Yes. They want to, to break you down in every way they can. They want to destroy your life, so you'll say, this is not worth it. But unfortunately, I'm a cancer survivor. I lost my son at 27, Navy SEAL. Um, you know, they've taken my husband. They've taken everything from me. I mean, I'm a dangerous woman. <laughs> you are a brave, brave woman. Yes, you are, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for being here today. It was a wonderful first show in this new studio. Thank you for being here. Sharona Bishop, Tina Peters, thank you so very much for joining us. It was great, Love great, great to have you both here. I want to ask Mr. Emilio if you can quick put up that one PowerPoint that has the website. If you would like to donate to support Tina Peters, now is your time. Thank you. To donate to Tina Peters right there. You can see www.tinapetersforcolorado.com. Take a screenshot, make a donation because you won't do it. And the, and the primary is, ends June 28th. That's right. So now's the time. Okay. Thank you. Again, thank you so very much. Thank you for tuning in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. Can we talk truth about America? Can you